Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Getting you through your workday one hour at a time. This is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. talk some golf as we do and we'll be doing a little bit more than we have lately actually because the summer period a lot of people they get out the clubs that they haven't used for a while on their annual holidays and um, I drove past the Whangamata Golf Club and it was packed with all these uh, hobby golfers it's such a good sport in that you can be good you can be terrible and you can still have a good time and the inconsequential or the is it the inconsequential exercise I don't know if that's the right word but you're going for a six, seven, eight k walk 10Ks if you're Sam Hewitt because you're going left and right down the the fairway looking for balls. (laughs) It is such a cool game and it fits just about everybody as well. But it it has its challenges and we talked earlier this week about um, some people, uh, financially it's out of reach for a lot of people and it is so much fun and why if you're just a member of public you're stung for more green fees then if you're a member of another club and you go to a club, you get a discount. So to try and explain all of this, we've got golf. New Zealand's Jason Gulasakaram joining us now. Jason, welcome in, buddy. You are involved in a very fun industry. I am, Mark. Thank you very much for having me. And, yeah, I've got my dream job, really, working for Golf New Zealand. So it's um it's awesome what's the participation numbers like i know we talked to uh dean murphy just after covid and he said the the number of people who are actively playing golf because in covid it was about the only thing we could do has that momentum kicked on it certainly has we've actually uh just ticked over one hundred and forty thousand members uh worldwide which is an all-time high so golf in new zealand at the moment is absolutely cranking 
now some of the things that so I'll, I'll tell you my situation right so I I can't justify having an annual membership at, at uh, like I live in Auckland at, at just about all the courses really because I don't play that often I love playing but I can't get the chance to play uh, I can in summer because it stays light and it stays warm and all that sort of thing my scenario someone actually texted the show and said um, a flexi membership which I went and googled and had a look at the other the other night and I saw that it's run by you guys so can can you explain for me and the listeners how Flexi Club works? Certainly can. So Flexi Club is effectively for you know the people who don't have or don't have the time, like yourself, to play uh, to play golf every um, you know every week or whatever it is. It's effectively an online membership where it gives you flexibility uh, to just pay a standard affiliate green fee um, at most golf courses around New Zealand and. The purpose, I guess, is to, you know, while players or prospective, uh, you know, golfers who want to play a little bit more sort of gives them the flexibility of working out which golf clubs they want to be a member at, um, while sort of, you know, trying a few different around their local area. And once they, um, you know, have settled on a, a golf club that they like, uh, they're then able to join that golf club. But it effectively gives you the flexibility to play where you want, uh, whenever you want. Um, without you know having to pay a non-affiliate green fee, which is quite often a bit a bit more expensive than what an affiliate green fee would be. So why is an affiliate green fee cheaper uh, for someone who's a member of, let's say, member of Helensville, goes to Royal Auckland, and they're going to get a decent discount off their green fee? Because I think people that are members of clubs will see that as a reward. Uh, people that aren't a member of a club like me might see it as a penalty. Yeah, exactly. Effectively, um, the reason for that is just so that you know members of um, at golf clubs or members of of golf get you know a bit of a perk for for being a member. So I guess that would encourage you know non-members to take up a membership um, with something like Flexi Club or whatever, so that they are able to you know reap the same benefits as what a standard uh, golf New Zealand club member would get. To be a, an affiliate, you need to be a member of a golf club. Now, I've heard there's been, uh, Sammy, my producer, was telling me about a Facebook page. There was a little bit of to and fro. People were joining, um, I won't name the club, but it was a club and it was $100 a year. And then they became a member of that golf club. And then they'll go to another one to get an affiliate green fee. And they were refused it because they said, no, you don't, you don't live there. You're not a member of there. You can't get the affiliate reduction. Yeah, so there are other versions of Flexi Club run by um, just standalone uh, people or, or organisations, um, and not every golf club accepts those, unfortunately. Um, but most golf clubs around New Zealand will accept the Flexi Club one. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of other little golf community, you know, whether it's Facebook pages or um, whatever it is. There's plenty of uh, sort of like online platforms where golfers. Um, and you know, just basic fans of the sport can go on and chat a bit about golf. Um, but yeah, the, there are plenty of, as I said, there are plenty of online uh, golf club sort of options. But Flexi Club is sort of the um, more accepted one uh, throughout the country because it is sort of affiliated with Golf New Zealand. So is it is it is it dictated by you? Like, I'm just going to chuck. A, let's call it the XYZ Golf Club and their their um, green fee for a non-member, so someone like me, is $80, and for an affiliate member, it is $50. Is there a set uh, percentage 
discount for affiliate members at every club or does the club set that themselves? The club sets those themselves and quite often they'll also have, you know, like a, a member's guest rate. So like if you're, you know, a member of, let's just use Remuera as an example, when you go and play with a friend out at Akarana, um, Akarana might have, you know, a member's guest fee where if you play with one of their members or they bring you along to uh, Akarana, they'll, you'll get a benefit by playing with them. Um, mm. But usually all those green fees are set by the golf clubs themselves. Sammy, Sammy, my producer, he's he's newish to the game, absolutely loves it, absolutely hates it, then absolutely loves it again. Your typical newish golfer, Sammy, I'm, I'm, you'll be gagging for it's, a question. You just spin the wheel, basically, Steph, and uh, that'll tell, tell you whether I'm into it or not on any given day. Um, Jason, I guess, and I've observed this actually a little bit myself, but a question that I um, would love to get your perspective on is, obviously, golf has a lot of tradition, right, and a lot of rules, um, and, and sometimes I think for younger players, like I know when I first started, it's very intimidating, right? Because you don't know all the rules and you go to these clubs where, um, you know, certainly older players or senior players have all these sorts of things that you're supposed to do. And I remember, you know, I walked into a club room, I was having beer with my mates. When I went to leave, I put my hat on as I walked out the club and all the people in the pub were saying, I've got to shout them a beer and shout And they, some of them weren't joking. They actually <laughs> were telling me, go up to the bar and get me a Pinot because I put my hat on in the club room. Where's where's the line? And I don't know if this is if I'm asking you from Golf NZ or if I'm just asking you personally. But where's the line that you draw between trying to get a younger generation into a game that traditionally has been dominated by an older generation because you need that to keep the sport alive? Where's the balance between attracting them with easy access and you know limited rules and let them just come and play versus the tradition of the game and some of these rules that people think this is what golf is, this is what it's always been, and this is what it should be in the future? Where's that line? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I mean, from a golf New Zealand perspective, we want to, you know, get rid of the barriers um, to people playing the game. So, you know, things like when I hear, you know, mem- other older members giving you a bit of stick for having your hat on in the clubhouse, like I think that is one of the bigger barriers um, for people. And, you know, that puts fear in, in people and that would be a, a driver for people to stay clear of the game. Um and I guess it depends, I guess, on the, the golf club. Um, you know, somewhere like Royal Auckland or Royal Wellington, for example, might, given that it's, uh, you know, got a royal status, they might have a little bit more stricter rules on, you know, what sort of attire you can wear, blah, blah, blah. Um, but generally, I'd say most golf clubs around New Zealand now will probably be a lot more relaxed in terms of, you know, what you're wearing or the standard rules and and whatnot they'll have a few programs that encourage you know whether it's you know women or young people or whoever it is to um to get involved in the club or you know a lot of golf clubs are now um i guess more way much more involved in their communities which i think is will help um but in terms of where the line is uh, from a golf new zealand perspective we just want you know there to be far less barriers um for people to play the game um but we sort of leave it up to golf clubs where they sort of want to you know because they've got a a standard to uphold and whatever they want their golf club um to be um so we sort of leave it up to them but yeah Mm. golf new zealand want you know all the barriers removed because we want you know everyone playing the game because it is in our uh, i guess biased opinion the greatest game uh that can be played yeah and and like i don't want to you know there's tradition 
I'm sort of one of those people that I like the bit of a blend and I think that golf has some really cool traditions and these things that definitely I think um, you know should be observed about the game I guess just from observation and talking with friends and seeing young people um, get in and I've seen some sort of posts on various Facebook pages and stuff it's just at times you know it does feel like um, the older generation are sort of these custodians and they almost don't want the young people on the court. You know, all these young people on the course and they might be vaping, they might be wearing jeans or whatever, <laughs> and, you know, it sort of really rolls them up and it's just like, well, to your point, Jason, this, these are the sorts of things get, that can turn people away from the game when what golf can be is anyone can rock up to a golf course, they can rent some clubs and they can go for a hit. And, and you know, it can get frustrating, like now that I'm starting to play a bit more and getting better, you know, the rounds can take a bit longer because there's a group of guys that aren't very good and, they're you know, they're taking a while on a hole and I think you know for, for older people sometimes that can really spark them and get them off but you just have to remember that at some point that older generation and maybe Steph we'd ask about the demographics because I'd imagine the older generation probably are the larger part of um, you know the golf memberships in New Zealand, but they're not going to be there forever, mm. and so you have to get the people coming up underneath them. I mm. mean, what do, do you have? Do you know that sort of off the top of your head, Jason? That mix between you know the how many older people you have playing the game versus younger people? Not in terms of uh, figures, but what I can say is um, with you know the younger generation people, sort of you know under thirty-five, we've got the most amount of uh, you know whether it's junior memberships or you know, most amount of um, people under the age of 35 that we've ever had playing the game. So, yeah, I mean, there are obviously still going to be barriers and, and whatnot there, which we're going to try, which Golf New Zealand's trying to, you know, uh, look at and get rid of. But, um, yeah, I mean, as a whole, the the game is more popular than ever with young people. With, and it's awesome because I think we've got, you know, very different uh, offerings now with, you know, junior memberships a little bit cheaper. People can join as nine hole members um, so there are a lot of different options that cater for, for everybody now which there previously hadn't been resurgence Steph I said yesterday <coughs> there's a resurgence with the younger generation he didn't believe me Jason he said everyone says that when they're first starting they say oh but, but you know my generation like all my mates are playing and I said to Steph they're not yeah. just like they play once or twice a year like all of them have got a group chat of like 15 guys and it's all you know who's playing tonight who wants to play tomorrow who wants to play like it just seems just from you know your, my sort of bubble that the, the game is growing exponentially it's, with it's such a cool game Jason yeah, yeah exactly and I think that's probably down to you know a couple of things one um, you know we've got a few things that are encouraging new people to get into the game uh, post COVID as you guys mentioned before um, during COVID sorry uh, golf was one of the few things that you could you could do during those lockdown periods and um, we've also you know another point is we've got so many good golfers playing on the world stage now that a lot of young people and, and just golf fans look up to with the likes of Lydia, Foxy, uh, Danny Lee and now you've got um, people like Daniel Hillier and uh, Sam Jones who's just uh, qualified for um, you know full status on the DP World Tour so there's plenty of you know y- younger golfers coming up and making their way onto these main tours that, um, you know, have been playing around New Zealand for most of their lives. So, um, yeah, there's just so many Kiwis performing on the world stage that, uh, you know, New Zealanders can look up to. So I think that's sort of been a massive part of it too. How awesome is it that Ryan Fox is such a good bugger and not a complete knobbed? I mean, he he is such a good bugger. We get so many. We ask people, what what's the number one thing sporting-wise you want to happen in the sporting calendar of 2024? Ryan Fox winning a major beat 
the All Blacks going unbeaten, beat Olympic medals, beat the Warriors winning a title. He was our listeners by vote. The number one thing they wanted to happen. So cool to have him as like our masthead. Exactly. And he's, as you said, he's just an incredible guy. He's always up for a chat. Um, you know, he was very busy. Like he came home uh, over Christmas and New Year's and I think he was busier than, you know, when he was out playing golf on tour. He was running, you know, various charity events. He was he was doing all sorts. So, yeah, to have someone like him championing, uh, I guess, you know, golf in New Zealand is exceptional. And, you know, he's doing great things globally. I think he's on the PGA Tour this week mm. uh, in San Diego. So, you know, like, people are invested in what he's doing. And I think, uh, if memory serves me right, he was the second most uh, Googled New Zealander last year. So wow. people are clearly interested in what he's up to and and just the game in general in, uh, in New Zealand. Jason, I'm going to go to our text machine. I, I sort of previewed that you were coming on the show today and I've invited questions or situations. Um, I'm going to cover off a number into one and they're asking about, back to this affiliate thing, um, how does the flow of money work? So, do, do if I go and play at Rimuera and it costs me a hundred bucks or, or whatever, does Golf New Zealand get some of that? Does the club get all of that? Or if you get a discounted person, how does all of that work? So, if you're a member of whether it's you know Flexi Club or a golf club, um, part of your membership there'll be an affiliate an affiliate fee mm. um, to be you know. So, um, Golf New Zealand will get a bit of that money, uh, and then use yourself. Say use Remuera for example, uh, Auckland Golf will also get a, a fraction of that. So yeah, we get um, a, a lot of our funding through you know uh, just portions of people's memberships uh, go towards Golf New Zealand. Yes. People are asking how much is Flexi Club? Uh, I think it's about one hundred and twenty dollars uh, for a year, um, and that will give you with that you get a starter pack. Um, which will have usually like a head cover, a couple of balls, some tees and whatnot just to get people started. Um, and yeah, and that allows you to play at um, golf clubs around New Zealand that recognise the Fixer Club membership, which is the majority of them. And you get a handicap as well, which is cool. What's what, Back in my day, you used to have to hand in five cards before you got a handicap? Yeah, correct. So five cards um, is what's needed off the top of my head. Don't quote me. That could I could be slightly wrong there. Um, but yeah, five cards handed in. You get a handicap, um, or I think it might be ten nine hole cards. So it's five uh, five eighteen hole cards before you get a handicap. All right, because the the pain for me is you go and you know I play maybe two or three times a year. They say what's your handicap, and I go, well, I haven't got one. But last time I played, I had ninety one or whatever. I had to go, oh, we'll chuck you on an eighteen or something like that. Um, Just quickly, because I want to th- on the handicaps. I'm not sure if you can help me out here, Jason, and I'm going <laughs> to ask you to be a mathematician because I cannot understand how the how the handicap sort of thing works on a round-to-round basis and I know you know they take into all sorts of accounts uh, you know like the slope rating and the course rating like that but it's weird when you see like if like I follow my mates and stuff and that's what's cool about the Golf NZ app stuff you can follow all your mates see all their rounds it's really cool um, but you know I've got a mate who will shoot you know a 90 on a par 72 and it says the score diff is 24 when it's mm. clearly 18 over and even if you adjust it for difficulty I mean is it is it a 24 like I, I don't I don't quite understand how you can how it's not just a simple if it's a passing me two and you shoot a 90 it's a it's an 18 can you can you enlighten me in any way shape or form on that <laughs> yeah I kind of I can give you a sort of a uh, a, a, a brief guideline on how all that works um 
so every course will have what is called a course rating, um, and there is a bunch of course raters that travel around, you know, golf courses, whether it's in their district or close to wherever they're living, and they'll go and rate a golf course. And there is a hundred different things that they sort of look at and um, working out what the course rating is. Some of them like, you know, green sizes, how many slopes, how undulating a, a green might be, how wide the fairway is, what the carry is to the fairway, et cetera, et cetera. So there's plenty of, I guess, uh, you know, different calculations that are made and when working out a, uh, a golf course's course rating. And, and, so and, and just quickly, when, golf you, course, when you, sorry, yep. and so if a, if a course rating is like a 69 and the par, they say that the par is 72, is it saying that it should be a 69 par? Is that how it works? Yes, in a nutshell, effectively, yeah, that that golf course is probably playing, you know, three shots easier than your standard par 72 right. or whatever it is. So in order to get... Um, 36 points you will probably need to your course handicap might be a little bit lower than what it would be uh, you know at your home golf course and so to get 36 stable points you'll just need to shoot a slightly better score right okay so they take that course rating uh, that's one one element of it and then it's the slope rating as well isn't it of the mm. of the course yeah. um yep. And so, yeah, I, I, it's still, it's still sort of, it's bizarre. I mean, I particularly take one, one mate who plays up at Walkworth, and he can hand in a card like a decent score of like forty-two or forty-three off a nine-hole, and it'll say his score diff's like twenty-nine. And it, and I'm just thinking, man, is it? Is, do they think the course is that easy? <laughs> um, so I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's a little bit confusing. I wish it was, you know, it was simple, but I do understand that some courses are easier than others, and that's probably influences it. Well, Steph, the problem for me is that it just doesn't come down the handicap. So that's my biggest issue. <laughs> yeah, uh, may not be course related. Yeah, and that was sort of, and that was sort of, that was a trend we sort of noticed when, because um, we now use it's called the World Handicapping System, um, and that sort of that calculation on how handicaps. Uh, were sort of you know formulated um, has changed a little bit. I probably can't tell you how how specifically it's changed, mm. um, but what that sort of meant was um, with when it all changed over, it meant you know like on a standard club competition day, gone are the days where you'll probably see someone win with forty nine fifty stable for points, and you'll probably see someone win with forty to forty three stable for points. So. Um, yeah, people's handicaps generally sort of came down a little bit, um, which impacted course rating a little. Uh, sorry, it didn't impact course rating, but impacted, um, you know, what people were shooting and, and, and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, I'm, again, I'm probably not the man to talk to you about this. I work as the comms team, so I'm pretty much the opposite to a mathematician. Um, but, yeah, in a nutshell, is there's a bunch of equations that um, get worked out by uh, my colleague who is the handicapping um, services manager throughout New Zealand. He fields calls and emails about this sort of stuff every day. He's, he's had a couple from me, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he has. Uh, one last one from Todd because he texted it through two hours ago saying, hey, Steffi, I need help from New Zealand Golf. <clears throat> my 21-year-old has come off a super cheap $150 a year deal for youth slash students in an Auckland club. He has 10 mates and they all got hooked over the last few years. That club now wants 900 and it's a shame. They helped them and now we are up to 900 Now, I don't, I don't see that personally. You can prove me if I'm wrong, Todd. It, it's not really a Gulf New Zealand situation, but you do like to not have barriers for these guys to keep going. So, you know, there's 10 guys, 900 it's nine grand, up from 1500 bucks. Clubs, a lot of clubs do do monthly to help ease the pain? Yes, correct. Yep, 
the you can sort of it, it goes from I guess club to club and, and how they want to work their memberships um, model or structure. Um, but yeah, generally golf clubs are, are pretty open to helping people out if um, they're unable to pay membership because ultimately they want more members. So um, yeah, generally golf clubs are pretty open to, to helping. Mm. Mikey sent one through. I haven't pre-read this, but I do trust them. He won't swear in it. Um, I'm a member of New Zealand Golf Flexi Club, there you go. Uh, with a hectic family lifestyle, I can't justify a very expensive membership of $1,000 plus and not able to play every weekend. With Flexi Club, my affiliated fees go to the club I'm playing at and I enjoy playing at different courses all around Canterbury and put money over the bar. Suits me down to the ground and it's so much cheaper, a solution that actually works. So there you go, there's a vote of confidence. That's awesome, and that's great to hear because effectively that's Flexi Club, um, you know, achieving its uh, its mission. That's exactly what Flexi Club is supposed to do. And when there um, comes a time where he's ready to join a, a club, he will have played, you know, I'm sure all of the various clubs around Canterbury and worked out uh, which club suits him and what he wants to get out of the game. So whether that is like a slightly cheaper membership or he's willing to pay, you know, slightly more to play on a better golf course or whatever it is, they'll Flexi Club sort of allows you the flexibility to go and find out that information and make those decisions. And Flexi Club has the month, you can pay monthly, I think it was $15 I read, it's uh, it's 25 or $30, $30 joining, but that's a one-off, and then $15 a month, and you can pause it and then start it again. Yep, correct. Very flexible. I do like it. Jason, I've taken way more of your time than I anticipated, but really appreciate you chatting to us, the mate, and uh, clearing a few cobwebs, particularly for Sam. No qualms at all. Thank you very much for having me on. I'm a big fan of the show. Cheers, buddy. There he is, Jason Gulasakaram. Five syllables. I'm entitled to get that wrong. Really interesting stuff there. Right, quick break. We'll come back with some sporting headlines.